Welcome to the Well Fuel Podcast, your spot for everything gut health, detox, hormones, a healthy home, mold, and everything in between. I'm your host, Isabel Smith. I'm an integrative and functional registered dietitian and the founder of Isabel Smith Nutrition. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Well Fuel Podcast. This is Isabel, and I'm your host. I am here again solo today to talk to you guys about the second part of my Lyme journey of what I think is unfolding to be quite a long one. So as we discussed in the first part, which by the way, I went back and listened to this morning. I am recording on September 15th, 2023. I think I recorded that in April of 2023. And then we only just published it because we've had so much going on and so many guests and so many wonderful episodes that it only just appeared in the lineup actually yesterday or earlier this week, I should say. No, yesterday. I got so many overwhelming, wonderful comments about it and about how much it was helpful for you guys that I thought that I would just pick up on that momentum and continue recording to tell you because there's been quite a bit of updates. So at the time, I had just finished the first round of the Babesia treatment and we were going to move me. We thought we were done with it which is always a ha-ha joke. And we were going to move me into Bartonella. Bartonella was really uneventful for me. What we do both in this kind of treatment as well as in gut treatment, hormone treatment, et cetera, is kind of scratch the surface and see what we get. As I said to a client this morning, we don't always know what's there until we start to work on it. I can see what I can see on paper, but I can't see too much deeper than that. And we really find out what's there when we start to scratch at it. If people's bodies get really cranky, unhappy, etc. then we know something juicy is there. And if nothing really shows up, then often it's kind of a nothing. So that's what happened to me with the Bartonella. And so, you know, we determined through that that Babesia was really the beast. Remember, at this point in time, I had not had a positive hygienics Babesia test, only the original Lyme species of which there were multiple. So often when somebody is bitten, and I only really zoned in on this recently, focused on it again, because I will update you where I am currently. When somebody gets bitten by a tick and they, and they become ill with Lyme or whether they, or, or they don't, if you are actually able to get after the acute infection pretty immediately, you will prevent long-term complications, which include other co-infections, which is interesting. So I'll just cut to the chase. I got bitten again after kind of resolving everything. And so I'm hoping, and I'll tell you guys more about that, hoping that I avoid kind of going back into the forest because I had been graduated from that forest. So to rewind, as I was just saying, I had not yet come up with a positive Babesia test on an Igenex lab. So what we were going to do is we went back, once we we pulled back on the Babesia, moved me into Bartonella, I actually became much more symptomatic for Babesia. Some of the night sweats came back, some of the insomnia came back, some of the anxiety came back. So what we had originally been doing is pulsing me on the antibiotics. And what we ended up doing was doing about a nine-week continuous loop with both antibiotics, methylene blue, artemisia, and a number of other things. So we did that for about nine weeks. And then in my gut, I was like, you know, I feel like we got it. I went from feeling really good to feeling really anxious. And for me, that was like a sign that I was I was ready to be done. So we stopped the antibiotics. This was now July, beginning of July. I had immediately felt better once we restarted a very continuous protocol in maybe it was May at this point. Um, after I'd started to get symptomatic from Babesia again, once we had pulled back on it. And this happens as the immune system kind of <laughs> improves, gets stronger, 
is able to work through some of the stuff, which is the long-term goal and hope is that we actually get at enough infection. And I was using biofilm disruptors and all sorts of stuff to get at that deep infection. The deep infection is the problem and the deep infection and the layers of deep infection are what keep this bug and bacteria and all that from coming back and coming back and coming back. So getting at the really deep root of the problem tends to be the best way to resolve the problem. So early July, you know, I, I woke up one day and I was like, I think, I think I'm good. Like intuitively, I was like, I think we got it. So I had a meeting with my practitioner and she and I said, okay, let's, let's, let's see. Let's see if I can make it a month without being on treatment and see if I can both achieve a positive Babesia test to know that it was there and see if my body can withstand and hold on to where it was. So this was where the most important work really, truly started. This is where I started doing the deep nervous system work that you guys watch me do quite often. The cold plunging, the breathing, giving up alcohol, sadly, really focusing on my sleep and really trying to get that rattle, that constant rattle in my nervous system to just shut the hell up. (laughs) I realized very quickly that if I did this, things felt quiet. If I did this work very frequently, my nervous system stayed at bay. And it definitely got a little jumpy at times, but things remained quiet. Things remained very, very quiet. And I was feeling really good. That was all of July and into parts of August. So I met with, you know, met with Mary Beth again in mid to late August. And we said, you know, the Babesia test did come back positive. So it was there. That was actually the thing that was behind the scenes. It was just an antibody test given my symptoms were quite quiet and I'd been doing well. My food allergies had maintained well and everything felt good. She was like, I think you're good, but you know what? Let's just re I said, you know, let's just retest me. Look at all my levels. My C4A had been the original issue in the background when I had started what felt like the beginning of this journey, which it wasn't at all in trying to dig in like early 2020, my C4A had been about 5,000. Then things had gotten better. I'd done mold work, candida work, kind of ridden, ridden the train. And right before my wedding in April of 2022, my C4A was hovering at 1500. So like it wasn't perfect, but it was better. So just keep that number in mind. So we did a bunch of labs, right? I was expecting everything was going to be good. Well, I did the labs on a Thursday. We're now talking about August 23rd, 24th, 2023, which is just about a month ago, not even three weeks ago. And Sunday we were walking in a park nearby. I'd, we'd been keeping the dogs just in the shortcut grass. Nobody was going in the woods. We're not in the woods, blah, blah, blah. I decided to lint roll the dogs and I pull off the tiniest ticks you've ever seen. These ticks are like literally the ones you read about in textbooks. They are specks with legs. And they, there were four of them on one of the dogs. So I originally, I I initially and immediately was like, oh, F, (laughs) oh, F, I want to keep this uh, PG clean rated podcast. Oh, F is what I said to myself. And you know, when you know, like you just know, you're like, damn it. So I lost one of the microscopic ticks in the car. That was the first thing. You really can't see these things. And drove into the city, should have taken the car to the car wash, had to drive into the city to have lunch and was just paranoid. I was paranoid the whole way in. I just knew, just knew. So reminding you now that my labs had not come back yet. 
that I had taken three days before. So we got out to Montana. Paul and I went out to Montana end of August, early September. And we got out there and I felt like trash. What I had noticed, and I'm writing you guys an email that will have already dropped by the time you hear this podcast, about all the things that you should notice about your body. So my nervous system, we're now talking one week after those labs had been taken, five days after I found the text, my nervous system had started to run away from me. Uh, my HRV was on the floor. I was feeling like I couldn't control that rattle internally. And for me, all of this is nervous system related, truly. So rattle, rattle, rattle. I was starting to really think about how I was actually feeling. So we got to Montana and I felt, like I said, like trash. My nervous system was now a week away from me. It had run away from me. My sleep was terrible. I felt terrible. I had headaches. I was swollen. Remember, if, you, if you've if you listened to the first part of this, I was super swollen to begin with. And that was one of the original issues. So I was swollen. I had headaches, which is not like me. My nervous system was crazy. I had this body heat, this heat internally, which I've had before. I know this heat. I'd been starting to have heat about, about a week before my food allergies had started to creep back in. Not really, but like it wasn't as smooth. So we got the labs back the same day that we got to Montana, the same day that I'm feeling this way. My C4A, which the last time I had checked it was 1500, was now 10,000. So in reality, probably happened so that I've been, been bitten before I found all these ticks. My practitioner didn't even test me. She said, there's no use in testing you. This is Lyme. So she assigned me a, an acute protocol, which is what I'm still on. Doxycycline, nystatin, and azithromycin. I felt like trash. I don't know that I'd ever had acute Lyme disease. I don't know that it ever showed up that way. And if it did, I wasn't looking for it. So I thought it would have been something else. So started the antibiotics. I felt horrible, not from the antibiotics. They actually made me feel better, but I felt super sick. Not a COVID sick. It wasn't COVID. It was the body heat. It was the nervous system, my HRV, which for me runs somewhere between the low is in the thirties. The high is in like the fifties. My ner- my HRV was coming in at 22, 23, 25. It was super low for me, even though my HRV isn't particularly high to begin with. Super, super low. So started back on the merry-go-round. <laughs> I was posting about it online. And you know, what I'm learning and what I have learned is that we have to just surrender. There's a greater plan. We have to surrender to this process. So I have surrendered. I'm in my third, going on my, what will be my third week this coming Thursday. I'm finally starting to feel better. We're going to do a month and then plus with a bunch of other things, methylene blue and such. So what did I notice? If I look back, if I start to look back and get out of the denial that started, I think a couple of weeks before I found the ticks, I was probably bitten in mid-August, maybe, maybe earlier. I think it took a couple of weeks for it to come up. I had started to feel swollen again. My lymphatic system had started to feel swollen. I had started to feel bloated, which wasn't, isn't normal for me. I just, I was starting to have like more of that anger, rage, frustration, roar. And I should have known better. But I think when we want to heal so much, we get to a place where we think we're just healed and we, and, and really we stop listening. 
So what I want to urge you guys to do in your journeys is know that this is not linear, know that this is ups and downs and know that you need to keep listening to your body, no matter how much you want to be healed. Keep listening to your body because this is a bumpy process and there is no, there is no failure in having to hop back in. It's just one of these things that we have to be present with. So we are actually going to test Paul. We did test Paul earlier this week because I've had so much exposure and he and I've been together for seven years, seven, more than seven years now. So we're going to make sure that he's in good shape. That feels really important. So this is a shorter episode than the first one because this is my update. This is where we are. And I will continue to update you guys as we go. But the message today is try not to be in denial about the things that you hear and keep a list. I have a running list of all the things that I feel, whether they feel relevant or not in my phone so that I can just keep tabs on what's going on. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you as always for listening. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate your love. I appreciate all the things about you and uh, see you next time. As always, thanks so much for listening to the Wellfield podcast. We're so happy to have you. To make sure you don't miss a beat, please subscribe either on Apple or Spotify because we have episodes dropping once or more a week with tons of great content. If you want to make sure that you're up to date on everything we're doing in the business with our clients and new offers and all the things, make sure that you check us out at Isabel Smith Nutrition on Instagram and isabelsmithnutrition.com. See you guys soon.